Soccer Saturday. Brought to you by Honda. Proud to be the automotive sponsors of Indy 11. And by Community Health. Dream big, work hard, finish strong. Now here's your host, Greg Rakestraw. Good morning to you fans. It is Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. It is the end of a three-game in eight-day stretch for the Indy 11. Second time that has been the case in three weeks. What was going to be a quick turnaround from Wednesday to Saturday became a little bit quicker, but very much sweeter after the events of Wednesday night. The game was postponed by two hours earlier today when the forecast was ominous and the forecast proved to be correct. When I arrived at Carroll Stadium at approximately 7.30 for what was then scheduled to be a 9 o'clock kickoff on Wednesday night, approximately half the field was underwater. Rains let up slightly, but it wasn't without tremendous effort by the game day crew of the Indy 11, many members of the front office, some of the IUPUI facility staff as well. The waters receded. The game was played at 9.30, and oh, what a game it was for the Indy 11. A 4-0 thrashing of a team above them, now just by a point in terms of the table in the Eastern Conference, that being the Birmingham Legion. And after for a handful of days being out of a playoff position, the Indy 11 are back in in eighth, and they now go on the road to team to play the team that's right behind them in ninth, that being Miami FC, for the first of two meetings over the course of the next three weeks. We'll bring you interviews from the post-game show, a waterlogged edition of the post-game show, yet a very happy Mark Lowry and double goal scorer Sebastian Guenzati will be joining us in our post-game show. We will also be joined by Jason Davis, and I'm not sure if you're a soccer nerd like I am that Jason needs an introduction. For those of you that maybe are more of the casual listening audience, Jason hosts the show United States of Soccer that airs every weekday afternoon on Sirius XM FC 157. Simply put, of all the great programming that Sirius XM FC 157 originates, this is the one show that says, hey, we're not talking Champions League, unless there's an American influence in it. We're not talking Premier League or Bundesliga, unless it's an American that we're talking about that is playing. No, no, no. This show lives up to exactly what it says it is. This is absolutely the definitive home for all things American soccer. So, in the postmortem of the women's national team having their earliest ever exit at a World Cup, figured it was far enough time that we could have Jason on the program and rehash what happened, and more importantly, now talk about what the path is going forward couple of things I'll add. One in the conversation with Jason and another that we'll bring up at the tail end of the show. Um, I think it's been successful. Clearly, it's gone well for the Major League Soccer sides. But the first edition of the League's Cup is about to come to its conclusion. And there's more MLS teams still playing than Liga MX teams playing. Lionel Messi and, and Inter Miami are still playing. And that's good for everybody involved. Talk about that with Jason coming up a little bit later on in the program as well. Oh, And the Premier League season is here. They're playing matches as we speak. In fact, there are fans that are watching the match right now at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as Premier League opening weekend on NBC and USA coincides with Brickyard weekend here in Indianapolis. So three guests, not exactly a shortage of things to talk about 
and we will literally work our way outward in scope from the local to the national to the international on the program today. We start by talking to both Mark Lowry and Sebastian Guenzotti from Wednesday's postgame show when we come back. You are listening to Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Tullamore Dew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc., New York, New York. At Community Health Network, we're committed to simplifying health care. Starting with how you access your caregivers. Access in healthcare is the ability to be connected with your provider and ask a question when you need it. And at Community, it's that simple. Learn more about our commitment to uncomplicating healthcare at ecommunity.com/slash simply delivered. Community Health Network, exceptional care, simply delivered. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence. Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. Meet Chip. 30 years ago, Chip started a family business with a big idea. Today, there's a new building and a new fleet of equipment. At Indiana Members Credit Union, we know Chip. We know he plans to keep growing, building business with the next generation. We're here to help Chip and you with secure and simple account management tools and commercial financing to grow business. Today, it's all about Chip. Tomorrow, it's all about you. Because at IMCU, it's you that matters. Learn more at imcu.com. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Tullamore Dew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. As close as you'll get to the pitch without putting on the cleats. Here's 11 Minutes, presented by your Central Indiana Honda dealers. Proud to be the automotive sponsors of the Indy 11. Welcome back on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. It is the 11-minute segment presented by Honda. Again, um, usually we talk to Mark Lowry in this segment, and we will. But because of the condensed schedule, the late night Wednesday night, a training session Thursday afternoon, an early morning flight to Miami, 
I knew kind of going into the week, our best chance to talk to Mark was going to be to talk to him after the postgame show on Wednesday night. That is one of the many reasons I am so thankful we saw the performance that we did from the Indy 11. The two goals by Sebastian Guenzotti, who will join us momentarily, but three assists from Solomon Asante. A third time he has done that in an Indy 11 uniform twice in a league match and once earlier this year in U.S. Open Cup play. Goals also added in the match by Roberto Molina, literally on his first touch of the match. And let's not forget Douglas Martinez, who had goal number three as well. And it's a clean sheet for Tim Trilk, his first in three matches started so far this year. Weather, awful. Result, wonderful for the Indy 11. And here's Mark Lowry from Saturday's postgame show, just with the idea of he's been happy with his team's performance more often than not this year. Oftentimes, the result didn't match. Here's Mark on result matching performance. Yeah, I mean, I'm ecstatic for the players because finally the the, the result matched their performance. Um, That hasn't been the case the last few weeks with Memphis. We were the better team. We should have won that. And you go back to Tulsa, Tampa, all those games that, you know, the performance deserved more than the point or, or the zero points that they got out of it. So tonight, the performance, the result matched the performance. And... You know, and, and yeah, the guys executed. I do think the wet field helped. But when the field's slick like this with the footballs we have, we move the ball quick, we can execute on those plays a little bit better. When the field was underwater at about 745 <laughs> tonight, did you think we were playing this evening? No, no, I didn't actually, and neither did their coach. I think there was a moment where we were like, you know, I'm not sure what's going on here because it wasn't going to stop raining and the field was underwater. Um, but Morgan, our game day, operations direct was she was on her knees in a suit kind of unclogging drain that just shows you some of the people we have at this club and what they're willing to do to kind of make this happen um so when i saw her doing that i'm like you know what we're playing tonight and that motivated me and that motivated the group when you see everybody around and the fans stick around like you know what there's people here let's go put on a performance that you did yeah when, when you look at that and and you talked about the moment where you thought the game wasn't going to happen how is it that you you prepare the team what are the things that you say not only do you have a, a wet field you're not sure if you're going to play but how do you keep them locked in and focused and what's the message pre-game well I mean, we, we did a good job of communicating okay kickoffs now at 9:36. kickoff that's the plan so let's get mentally prepared for 9:36 kickoff so we tell them those things as soon as possible so that's they can start preparing their mind their body uh, and adjusting to that time um you know and and then tonight the message in the locker room was about mental toughness and about how real mentally tough players don't let conditions distract them. They don't let results distract them from executing and giving full focus. And that's what mental toughness is. Um, so that was actually the message going into the game. So we, we even said, look, it's a great example. We've got conditions tonight that might not be ideal. It's a 9.36 kickoff. It's lighter than normal. It's raining. It's it's. But you know what? If you're mentally tough, then that shouldn't affect your performance. It shouldn't affect your focus. So that was the message going into the game. And I kind of reflected the conditions. Massive three points tonight, not just in what it does in the table with Miami and Tulsa, but it's one point behind Birmingham. So critical three points. But how important is it in a match like this where the result isn't in doubt to get the clean sheet? Huge. And that's why in the 89th minute I'm still shouting and screaming and I'm putting on Callum and and, and, and making those adjustments because I I like performances, the results to cap off performances perfectly and and. and 4-1 wouldn't have felt as good. And then 4-1 might have become 4-2. So you, you, ne- you never feel like you're, you're going to lose it, but I don't want to walk in the locker room thinking 4-2. I want to walk in f- thinking 4-0. Both ends of the field we executed. That's really important. So even the 89th minute when it's 3-0, 4-0 to us, I'm still on guys to pressure, to get out to the ball, to, to defend, to, to, to do those things because standards are standards. 
whether we're 4-0 up or 0-0, our standards have to be high. We'd be remiss if we didn't ask about Solomon Asante. He joins the 50-50 club tonight in terms of both goals and assists. He has three of them for you. He's done it before. Your thoughts about the impact he has made for your club these last two years and especially tonight? Yeah, he steps up like this in these moments, and, and we, we, we've been on him this last couple of weeks to do this because we know he has that ability and he has that uh, – the, the, that character and the experience to do these things. So this week was very much kind of building him up and saying, let's get sold the ball. He's a great crosser. He's the best crosser the ball in the league, right? So if you've got an opportunity to get him to it, get it to him where he can cross it, give him the ball because his crosses are going to be fantastic. We had Douglas and Sebastian in the box, you know, attacking it. So tonight was very much about exploiting those those moments against, against Birmingham. They don't mark great in the box. The midfielders don't track as well. So we knew we'd get space in there if, if we could get sold the ball and guys in those areas crossing it. And he stepped up three assists like they did last season but three assists four zero the group deserves it huge emotional moment when solo comes off the field big hug between the two of you it shows that it's not just the assist that there's more than player coach that there's a personal relationship there talk about what he means to this team and to you yeah i love him and, and i've said to him even when he, you know he hasn't started games his professionalism has been top class he hasn't slacked off um he's kept his attitude and his mentality right and i, and I respect that a lot um you know, there's times when he hasn't played as well and I've been on him. And, and even even experienced players have to accept that because, you know, yeah, he's, he's a two-time MVP. He's won, you know, trophies with Phoenix. But the past is the past at the end of the day. You know, it's about today. And, and we know he can perform today. So I'll stay on him a lot um, to, to make sure he keeps his levels high. Sometimes he probably doesn't like it. And that was that at the end there. Like, I was on him to keep the pressure on defensively. Like, get out to the ball, press the ball, go win those tackles. You know, and that's not his game, but... It's, it's, it's 11 people on the field showing that effort, and, and he's doing it, and he's doing great. I'm going to stay on him because the, the game is both ends. It's defending and attacking. We know what he can do attacking-wise, and he's also working really hard defensively. So that was that moment there, just respecting the work he's done. Final thing before we let you go, obviously now what was going to be a quick turnaround is even quicker <laughs> with the late finish tonight. What exactly do you do the next two days to get ready for Miami? Yeah, tomorrow we'll recover. I hope the guys go home and sleep. I told them in there, don't go out tonight. <laughs> you know, there's, right. no, there's no stopping off at a bar on the way home. We, you get home, you sleep, you rest up. 11 o'clock, we're in tomorrow. It'll be a super light session. We, we fly to Miami Friday morning. We'll train in Miami. So it's going to be super light building up to that. But, you know, we, you know, Callum was on the bench. Jack was on the bench. Valor was on the bench. We, we, there, was, there was intent in that rotation. Sure. So... You know, we use the squad. I'm a big believer in rotation. I'm a big believer in using the squad and, and showing guys that everyone can contribute. From a happy head coach to a happy goal scorer, first brace for Sebastian Guenzotti in an Indy 11 uniform. Goals 5 and 6 on the season. Goals 64 and 65 in his illustrious career in the USL Championship. Here's Seba immediately after the match. It's been a rough ride at home. Um, we finally finally get the three points. You know, 4-0 is a, a great score. Um, but tonight we enjoy and we're already looking forward for next Saturday. Well, all right. I mean, just, you know, we're not used to seeing weather conditions like this here. What was it like playing on a on a waterlogged pitch and, and through a pretty heavy downpour for most of the match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, crazy weather out here, but, you know, the fans, uh, you know, stayed until the end. It was unbelievable. They waited about two, three hours, and, you know, they were there until the end of the game screaming for us, cheering. And, you know, it's always uh, it's always good to feel that at home. Goal scorers, a lot of it is instinctual, and obviously through a lot of training. You take a look at these two goals. One, you beat the defender to the ball in the first one, diving header in the rain. Every kid dreams of that. Then the second one, you're in a pocket of three defenders. How much of it is you setting up the defender with some misdirection and moving into that spot, and how much of it is you reacting to where the defender is and then beating him to the spot? 
Yeah, like you say, you know, we trained that so much as forwards, you know, balls in the box. We got to make a hard run. And Solo with the ball is unbelievable. I know he's going to put it right where I want it. And, you know, he reads the play very well. He kind of reads the future. You know, he, he knew I was making that run. Uh, and, you know, both balls were unbelievable today. He had three assists. And, you know, uh, Solo's been so big for us. You've been through a lot through your career. When you take a look at this win, and, and not just the fact that you got the three points, but the way that you did it, how important is that as you roll into Miami? Yeah, it's huge. I think today, you know, the whole team was excellent. The the, the guys that came off the bench, you know, scoring, uh, Molina scoring off the bench, playing five minutes. You know, it's not easy coming in five minutes, but he did an unbelievable job. And I think everybody, everybody today was focused, and uh, I think we played like a final. So now let's give you a picture of, again, just what Wednesday's win did for the Indy 11. Last Saturday, when Indy lost to Memphis, Miami dispatched of El Paso. In fact, Miami FC has now won three consecutive matches and picked up 10 points my possible last 12 they jumped ahead of the indy 11 they were idle on wednesday so indy and miami are dead even in matches played they have both played 23 again they still play each other twice miami comes back here on labor day weekend indy is two points clear of miami last year indy drew in miami miami then came back and won in indianapolis in early july These two, of course, go back to 2016 in the North American Soccer League. It is a rivalry match for sure. Indy and Miami coming up at 7. In terms of the teams in a playoff position currently, Pittsburgh 1, Charleston 2, Tampa Bay, Lou City kind of slotting behind them. Memphis is currently in 5th. Then there's a little bit of a gap, and there's a pretty good pack of, say, 5 teams for 3 playoff spots. Birmingham, Tulsa, Indy, Miami, Detroit take up spots six through ten on the table. Five spots separate those five or five points separate those five teams. Indy is done with Birmingham. Have to go to FC Tulsa late in the year, play Miami twice, and host Detroit here in the home finale on September the 30th. As it stands now, of the 11 matches the Indy 11 have left to play, only five are against teams in either the Eastern or Western Conference that are currently in a playoff position. We'll take this quick time out. When we come back, we will expand our focus to two things, the U.S. Women's National Team and the early exit that happened very early last Sunday morning. And the League's Cup. Have you watched and should you care? Jason Davis, United States of Soccer, Sirius XMFC, joins us next. It's 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Head to Court Furniture Clearance Center for up to 70% off new retail prices. Stock is updated regularly, so you never know what kind of treasures you'll find. They offer a wide variety of stylish furniture for any budget, and every piece is court certified, so you can let your personality show in every room. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off any item in the store near I-65 and Lafayette Road. Online at court.com. Refresh your home with stylish finds from Court Furniture Clearance Center. When you're dealing with a sports injury, getting back out there is the first thing on your mind. We know the feeling. Our sports medicine team cares for thousands of student athletes across central Indiana. In addition to physicians and athletic trainers, you'll have access to experts in physical therapy, imaging, and more. And with convenient locations near you, we help make healing as simple as possible. Learn more at eCommunity.com slash sports. Community Health Network. 
Exceptional care, simply delivered. For over 60 years, Somerset CPA and Advisors has been guiding clients through the critical decisions that impact their financial health. Somerset CPAs is now CBiz Somerset and MHM. With more than 120 offices and 6,500 team members throughout the U.S., they're able to provide the benefits and resources of being part of a national firm. And you'll still receive the same personal attention from the same expert consultants you've come to know and trust. CBiz Somerset and MHM. National resources. Personal service. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. The goal isn't graduation day. The goal is a better every day after. It's the first day in your new career, your first pay raise, the fifth day of that week-long vacation. It's the first paid holiday home with your family or the day of your last car payment much sooner than you thought. At Ivy Tech Community College, they don't just care about your degree, they care about your life. Ivy Tech can get you where you want to go. Get started at ivytech.edu. At Johnson Controls, They transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on the Fan, presented by Community Sports Medicine, the official sports medicine provider of the Indy 11. Welcome back. It is Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 at the Fan. Our summer of soccer is about to wrap up. Not that soccer's stopping anytime, or frankly, summer's stopping anytime soon, but the Premier League does like begin this week. But we have been kept busy by, obviously, the Women's World Cup, which is going on without Team USA. And the League's Cup has just hit the quarterfinal round. Talking about those last two things in depth, as he does all things American soccer, it is Jason Davis, the host of the United States of Soccer, who joins us now. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Greg. I'm uh, doing well. You're right. It's busy summer. Yeah, it's 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 thankfully for us, especially for you at Sirius XMFC, it's almost a busy 52 weeks uh, at this point, and that <laughs> and that's just exactly uh, the, the way that we like it. Um, but it's a women's World Cup that that no longer contains Team USA. So I guess let me start the discussion here. When the tournament began, what did you think mm-hmm. the exit point was for this team? Yeah, that's a very good question. I mean, I think we, we came into the tournament with some significant doubts. Um, I think that our general belief, and certainly history had told us, hey, the U.S. women, they go to World Cups and they, they don't do worse than third, right? That's the entire history of, of the American women in the tournament. And even with the injury issues, you know, even with uh, Mallory Swanson, Katarina Macario not being able to get back, Becky Sauerbrunn at the last minute, I, I think we had a sense that this was at least a semifinal team, right? Um, we knew it was going to be tougher to win the world cup. And we certainly knew that the, you know, the conversation, the narrative narrative had been that the world is catching up or 
you know, that there was a more competitive environment out there. And, you know, um, there were reasons to worry. I, I'm, I think I think a semifinal was, was still kind of, oh, that, that would be disappointing. But that's how good this team pretty much is in the, in the comparison to the, to the rest of the world. And obviously that's not what was borne out. We obviously went through this process to a, a, a certain degree six years ago when the men's team doesn't make the World Cup. And that, this is the equivalent, you know, for the women is not advancing past the round of 16 where we all have, you know, 20 different reasons and we get to, well, American soccer is broken at some point in time. That, that, that's the conversation that we get to. And you can tell by the laughter, the seriousness in which I, I, I say that point. Um, of all of the very legitimate reasons in the last few days that's been discussed as to how it got to this point, if there's one thing you point to and say, that's the reason we're not, we're not still in this thing, what would that be? Well, I still think it's injuries. I still think it's bad timing. I still think it's a, a combination of factors that affected the talent level of this team, uh, brought the talent level down for the 23 players that Vlatko took to New Zealand and Australia from what it could have been, right? Um you know, I do not begrudge Julie Ertz the opportunity to start her family and step aside from the sure. game, but but her absence and then the way that she came back, that was a significant hiccup for Vlaco. He spent two years trying to figure out a midfield without Julie Ertz in it, and then she comes back, and yes, that's great, but then she had to step in at center back because our leader, our captain, Becky Sauerbrunn, picks up an injury at the exact wrong time. I mentioned Katarina Macario, who is a a generational kind of talent, or was. I mean, we don't yet know how she'll recover from all the, the knee issues that she's had now that she's at Chelsea, but I think everybody expected her to be a major factor in this team. She was sort of lined up to be the star of the show. Again, Mallory Swanson, who went to a World Cup, was not much of a, a, a factor in 2019, but had it kind of dipped down and then come back up and had started playing the kind of soccer everybody thought she was capable of. I mean, her injury, that's that's a blow. I think it was... I think it was proven out that it was a tournament too early for Sophia Smith, as good as she's been in the NWSL, a tournament too early for Trinity Rodman, who is a talent, but you're asking a lot of her. Um, you know, again, the midfield, the balance of that is as good as some of those players are. They're not at the world-class level that we're accustomed to. I just think that there was a combination of factors in the moment more than anything else, or, or you could say over the last year and a half, two years, that really impacted this team's ability to be at the top of the mountain. Is this almost a referendum on the NWSL? And and let me kind of give both sides the argument here. Clearly, of the previous attempts to start a women's professional league, we've hit it. You know, it's now here. Heck, there's a second professional league that the USL and the Super League will start at about this time. Next year, uh, you know, the league is expanding. And so clearly... It's, it's on the most stable footing it's ever been on, and I don't think it's going to be going away. At least I certainly don't hope so anytime soon. Yet off the field, you have so many messes, and you've got all of, uh, you know, all of the European superpowers that realize, hey, we can make money off of a women's team as well. So, mm-hmm. so how much of, of this result kind of tells us maybe where the NWSL stands in comparison to other leagues around the globe at this point? Sure. I mean, if you want to say indictment, I think that is an extremely strong word to use. I think the NWSL has had to navigate some very difficult things. Again, as you've already pointed out, Greg, just existing at this point is a massive success for the NWSL. Let's not forget that we live in a country where soccer is a third, fourth, or fifth sport for most people. I mean, that that is still a factor. Even if we talk about a U.S. women's national team that has been historically successful, and of course we could unwind why that's the case in Title IX and all these things, I think that the NWSL is doing the best it can. It does exist in a country where the culture of soccer is still 
behind the culture of soccer in a place like Germany or Spain or England or South America. And, and, and you know, very much like with the men's game, we're find, finding that we're going to have to take some unique approaches, that the there's no cookie-cutter plan here, that we can't copy what other countries do and expect it to work in the United States. And, you know, I, I think there is a question of whether or not American players need to go abroad to get a better kind of education if they want to be national team stars, if there's a tactical issue with understanding the game at a higher level at the NWSL, and if that's going to be something that kind of follows the U.S. women's national team into the future as the West, rest of the world, again, quote-unquote, catches up. I think those are uh, good questions to ask. I don't know that I want to indict anybody over them. It's just things we have to address and think about as we move forward. How much of this is on Vlatko? And again, I'll jump in before I let you eloquently answer it. Um, just because when you don't win the Olympics and you don't win the World Cup, that's how high the bar is set. Dude ain't coming back uh, as the women's national team coach. I think that's rather obvious. But how much of the finger of blame gets pointed at the head coach? I think there's a lot of blame to go around. I think a lot of players can take their share of blame. I I do think Vlatko did not set his team up in in a way that maximized their chances. Right? I I do think he got wrong a couple of things. I think he was over-reliant on Alex Morgan. You know, I mentioned that Sophia Smith, maybe it was a tournament too early for her, but I should also note that she wasn't playing in her best position for most of it. Uh, I, I think that the midfield balance, Flacco struggled with that. The U.S. played their best game, although they lost the game on penalty kicks against right. Sweden and weren't able to beat the goalkeeper there. They played their best game without Rose Lavelle on the field. Is Rose Lavelle a player you would take out of the lineup in any other situation? No, probably not. <laughs> right. But maybe Vlatko should have had an idea of how the team would play with a better setup, with a different setup, rather, if Roosevelt's not there. And again, she was limited. All of these things are sort of circumstantial, but again, I don't think Vlatko, I don't think he had a plan. I think he was a prisoner of the moment. Final thing before we move on to the League's Cup, um, and again, we are so early in this process. Any speculation, any idea on whom that next coach of the women's national team might be? I, I don't have any inside information. I won't pretend to. But I, I will say that Laura Harvey makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I do find it fascinating that her name obviously would come up naturally. She was a candidate in 2019 before Vlatko was hired. Uh, and that she made a statement to the effect of it's an honor to be connected to the U.S. women's national team program. It's the best women's job in the world. But I'm focused on O.L. Reign. I'm focused on this team that I'm, I'm currently contracted to. I, I think there's a window there. I, I'll, we'll, we'll see if they go down that path. I also think that U.S. soccer is going, to, unlike on the men's side, where the U.S. job is not, maybe not the most attractive job in the world, on the women's side they have leverage, and they can go after whatever coach comes out of this tournament looking the best right yep. and maybe that's serena Ligman of england or maybe that's a, a number a number of other coaches what if tony gustafson who has experience in the u.s program does something big with australia would he be a candidate for the u.s job all right so uh simultaneously maybe maybe not exactly from a timing standpoint because of games being played in australia and new zealand but concurrently with the dates We've had this unique first-time Leagues Cup going on. And, oh, yes, we throw Lionel Messi scoring seven times in his first four matches right into the middle of it. What has been your impression of the first go-round of the Leagues Cup? You know, I, I, I was somewhat skeptical. It's such a strange kind of thing in the world of soccer. We've never seen anything like it. Obviously, that's a selling point on some level for MLS. They like to do things first. 
uh, you know, VAR and, and various other things. They want to be first sure. in line. They've created this new this new league. I, I do think it's, you know, if you're talking about a wider CONCACAF perspective, it's probably not a good thing. Uh, it's probably not great that that MLS and Liga Mekis are going off and, and playing with the ball on their own and leaving everybody else out on some regard. But I, I despite my skepticism, I'm enjoying myself. I'm, I'm finding it entertaining. I mean, the games are... The games are not always great. Okay, there's there's some games that have been pretty boring and pretty pretty uh, pretty dire, but there have been lots of entertaining moments. Obviously, Messi has stolen the show a number of times already. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that we need to look at this this as some you know uh, some massive moment for MLS proving itself against Mexico or de- 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 even imagining that this tournament is going to become something. Uh, something prestigious in the near term. I think we can just see it as a unique effort on the part of a couple of leagues that are boxed out geographically from the top competitions in the world, sure. trying to figure out a way to grow their their efforts. Right? They're tr- and, and look, I I wrestle sometimes with whether or not MLS needs to always be chasing more or trying to grow. We have an insatiable need as Americans to do the best, to have the best. And I do think that's driving MLS, and, and I, I get it. I mean, I, I think I'm not, I wouldn't judge anybody at MLS HQ for wanting to grow their league. I, but as, as a fan, I wrestle with whether or not we should just say, kind of say, oh, we'll be a middling league, and that's okay, and our best players will go abroad, et cetera, et cetera. But, but if you are trying to grow the league, and you are boxed out of the, of the UEFA Champions League, rather, and, and those big competitions in Europe, then do something. Do something unique. Do something interesting. Do something that no one's done before. Take advantage of the fact that there are a lot of Mexican League fans in the United States. Um, you know, put games on over the course of – force fans to watch. That's really what they've done, and that, that is the smartest thing that they've done. I mean, we all kind of balked at the idea of pausing the league, both Mexico and the United States, for this competition, but it's forced people to watch. If you want to watch your team play, you better watch the League's Cup. And I think it's delivered from an entertainment standpoint. Listen, the answer to this is always going to be follow the money. And if they're making money on this, they will continue to do it. So let me sure. say that before I ask you this question. Is this best served as an annual thing? Or is this best served as an every other year thing? Or a once every three years thing? Kind of like the World Baseball Classic. Or an every four year thing and try to, you know, cycle it up. Say opposite a, a, a World Cup or a Gold Cup. What What's the best path forward for this particular event? That's that's interesting. I hadn't considered uh, not doing it annually. Oh well, I hadn't considered that they would think about right. not doing it annually. And the, first thing, the first thing I said probably is what trumps that entire conversation. Right. To be blunt, right? I mean, I think I think you know I think they have to be happy with the way things have gone so far. Obviously, the messy factor is a major element of that. I mean, this is the first year of the Apple deal for MLS. That's a major driver of, of new things and attempting to grow the league and get more attention. Obviously, I think, you know, from a from a business perspective, what MLS has done, signing that deal and making their product available internationally via the same platform everybody else watches it on yep. is, uh, you know, that's the that's the really the trump card here for them. I mean, the messy, messy coming opens up the international market in a way that, that, that they probably couldn't have imagined it being open. I, I don't imagine that they'll ever decide not to do this annually or, or if, Again, based on this year's success, that they would change their minds about that. But I could see, I could see a bit of a rarity making it more special. Uh, I could absolutely see that, Greg. And, and and you know, every four years seems like a long time. I get very antsy between World Cups, but <laughs> maybe that is, may, or or maybe every other year is the way to go because that would again kind of create the okay, we have to wait a whole another year before we get a shot, you know, to try to 
beat the, the Mexican clubs again or win this thing. I mean, we don't yet know, right? If an MLS team wins this, what kind of response it will foster in Mexican soccer quarters. And obviously, if, if, an, if, if a Mexican club wins the whole thing, there will be that continued narrative of MLS trying to, quote-unquote, catch up. Although I know that Club America is out. That is a, a very interesting development here. I mean, it could be the messy show, which would certainly be big for MLS. I would say a lot of people say MLS is the messy show at this point, and I don't say that in a, in a negative connotation. This just in, he's still really good. We kind of knew that coming <laughs> in, but but even as someone that has such a seasoned eye for this, what has surprised you in terms of either what he has done on the field or the reaction off the field? Anything even kind of supersede your expectations going into this? Yeah, you know what? I, I don't. I think I was on the extreme end of this is massive. This is huge. You cannot overstate how big this is going to be. That that was my my position from the very beginning, and I, and I think that's partly because I saw this this kind of attempt to it's a contrarian view. Oh, he won't be that big of a deal, or you know, he's playing in MLS. It's not the Champions League. It's not Barcelona. Who's going to care? Blah blah blah. You know, all those things. And there is a streak of American soccer fans. It's a group of American soccer fans who want to poo-poo anything that happens in this country in our game. Sure. I was always very very uh, positive about his impact. And that's partly because his fault, you know, we cannot, uh, it, the number, numbers are mind boggling. I mean, there's, there's no, outside of maybe Australia, India, the United States, Canada, there's no country in the world where Lionel Messi is not the most famous athlete. Like that, that, these are billions upon billions of people. Not, not everybody is following him actively. I understand that, but you can see through his social media power and all attention to the product. That is, huge in terms of just brand awareness for this league. And, and, and for me, that's what the long-term impact of Messi is going to be. Now, as for what he's done on the field, no surprises at all. I mean, he's still leading on Messi. We just saw him win the World Cup. I, I cannot be shocked by any of those things. I, and I was thinking about this, too. I think what is fascinating about Messi being here, and because of the obvious comparisons to uh, his one of his bosses, David Beckham, his arrival, Beckham's arrival in America was as much about his public image and yep. his marketing power as this fashionable guy with this beautiful, famous wife and all those things as it was about his soccer. He was a very good soccer player. At points, he was a world-class soccer player, but he was not the best player we had ever seen and that's who Lionel Messi is. And he doesn't need, Messi doesn't need to do anything except normal people stuff and play soccer to be so much bigger than Beckham ever was, at least in the world of soccer and sports, where his his impact is going to be so important to Major League Soccer in the future. Listen, getting a sub at Publix, though, doesn't hurt. Not in the slightest uh, in, in that front. Lionel Messi, again, uh, now a part of Major League Soccer. A guy that's been covering it well before Lionel Messi was involved is our buddy Jason Davis, United States of Soccer. Joining us on a travel day, no less. Thank you so much for the time and the insight, my friend. It's always greatly appreciated. It's great to be on with you, Greg. Thank you very much. Again, one more week of League's Cup, then it is back to regular season play. It's also back to the U.S. Open Cup. Inter-Miami is a part of that, and they will play at FC Cincinnati. But that is August 23rd. That is opposite Indy's match in terms of Memphis. But uh, Messi heading this general direction in the not-too-distant future with Inter-Miami. We'll come back, and we'll talk Premier League because the Premier League season is here, and obviously that's something that we tend to talk about on this here radio program. Back with more Soccer Saturday in a moment, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
Mordew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. Indy 11 is teaming up with official apparel partner Puma to help you only see great. Great can be anywhere. It's the promise you make to yourself to never look back and never back down. The Spectra Pack from Puma embraces greatness with brilliant graphics inspired by bands of refracted color. Create moments that give meaning to the sport from the club season to the finals of international championships. Look around you, look inside you, and only see great. The Spectra Pack is available now on Soccer.com. Hello, soccer fans. This is Jerry Abley from Indiana University. For championship real estate expertise in the Indy metro area, Nino Berticelli is my go-to guy. Indiana is my home. Nino is my homeboy. Follow Nino as my homeboy on Facebook for free ticket opportunities to every Indy 11 home game. That's Nino, N-I-N-O, at ninoismyhomeboy.com. When joint pain is getting in the way of your life, Community Health Network Orthopedic Specialty Care can help. Community specialists offer comprehensive care for every type of orthopedic issue. And our convenient locations and simple scheduling options make it easier to get the relief you need. Learn more at ecommunity.com ortho. Community Health Network, exceptional care, simply delivered. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Tullamore Dew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on The Fan. A lo- time for a little Premier League conversation here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We had so many kind of topics of interest. Normally at this time of the year, I will have someone of significance that covers the league. We unfortunately have to have Arlo White on this show before, Tom Rennie that's joined us kind of for a, a Premier League season preview, knowing I was going to have Jason Davis on, and obviously given the results of how well the Indy 11 played on Wednesday, I'm like, okay, we're out of time from a guest standpoint, but clearly I'm going to spend time talking about it. Obviously, we are now two matches in Burnley's return yesterday, hosting the defending uh, treble champions in terms of Manchester City, Arsenal and Nottingham Forest, and obviously Nottingham Forest now as a team that will draw a bit more American interest with Matt Turner making the move from Arsenal to Forest that was announced 
earlier this week. The other big bit of American news in terms of the Premier League, you will see showcase tomorrow. Tyler Adams in Leeds. Obviously, Leeds has been sent back down. And even though Leeds now is American-owned through the San Francisco 49ers, obviously Jesse Marsh and their players have scattered uh, with relegation back to the championship. Tyler Adams has been moved to Chelsea. So just when you thought you didn't care about Chelsea anymore with uh, no Christian Pulisic now playing in Serie A, now you got a reason to. And clearly in terms of the um, big six status of it, power brokers of clubs, the most important match of the day tomorrow will be Chelsea and Liverpool at 11.30. you got to be a Peacock subscriber uh, to be able to watch that one. Other things of notes, and the other obviously big news of of note from the Premier League was it was on again, off again. All signs were pointing towards Harry Kane playing for Bayern Munich. Uh, Then kind of late in the process, it was, I wouldn't say wishy-washy, but it was thought, no, he's going to stay. Well, and now he is on his way to Bayern Munich. And just what does that do for Spurs? Again, they do not play today. They play at Brentford tomorrow morning at 9. Um, but even if Spurs never delivered on the promise uh, of, of – they threatened for championships, but not one, it's still almost hard to remember a time, or I guess it's been like a decade, of him not playing for Spurs. And so what do they look like without clearly – one of England's and this league's top players for so many years. But Harry Kane, if you want to watch him, got to watch the Bundesliga because he is now on his way to Bayern Munich. In terms of uh, matches you can watch without being a Peacock subscriber, at 12.30, Newcastle and Aston Villa. That is on Channel 13 this afternoon. Then on Monday afternoon, Manchester United host Wolves. That will be at 3 o'clock. And again, that, too, will be on NBC, on WTHR, coming up on Monday afternoon. And normally on this program, we will dedicate the closing minutes of the show to talking all things Premier League. We did a segment earlier because I kind of wanted to end with my thoughts on the women's national team. Another Premier League thought I will leave before we get to our next time out and wrap up the show. Again, I had always wondered, what the future would look like for City after they had kind of gotten that that last major moment, the white whale of the Champions League. They're not going to run out of money uh, anytime soon. I'm not sure anybody in the Premier League is facing that problem, but especially Manchester City. But for Pep Guardiola, now that you have checked every box that you can I would say maybe defending the Champions League title would be the last box he would have left to fulfill. Again, is is there at all any sense of malaise from City? Or are they simply so good that it does not matter? And part of the reason that I don't watch as much of the Bundesliga, as in Bayern's going to win it every year, or don't spend as much time watching La Liga, because Barca or Real Madrid will win it every year. Um, Do I need to start applying that to the league that I spend the most time watching in terms of the Premier League? We'll see that play out um, over the course of of the next few weeks and months. But simply put, I am happy it is back on my TV early on Saturday and Sunday mornings. 
We'll take this quick time out. A closing thought on closing time coming way early for the United States women's national team. That comes your way next, Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Made fresh just for you. Penn Station sizzling hot grilled subs served on their famous fresh baked bread, awesome fresh cut fries, and fresh squeezed lemonade. That's an unbeatable flavor trio because at Penn Station East Coast Subs, they grill, they fry, they bake. Order online, order by phone, or dine in at a Penn Station restaurant today. Penn Station, it's all about good taste. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls. When you're dealing with a sports injury, getting back out there is the first thing on your mind. We know the feeling. Our sports medicine team cares for thousands of student-athletes across central Indiana. In addition to physicians and athletic trainers, you'll have access to experts in physical therapy, imaging, more. And with convenient locations near you, we help make healing as simple as possible. Learn more at ecommunity.com sports. Community Health Network. Exceptional care, simply delivered. Meet Kate. Okay, I'll send that report. Kate juggles a lot working from home. At Indiana Members Credit Union, we know Kate. We know she needs more room. We're here to help Kate and you by offering a special low intro rate on an IMCU home equity line of credit. Today, it's all about Kate. Tomorrow, it's all about you. Because at IMCU, it's you that matters. Subject to credit approval, IMCU is an equal housing lender and federally insured by the NCUA. Learn more at imcu.com. Who appreciates the value of an Ivy Tech Community College associate degree? It starts with more than 20 Indiana colleges and universities who have partnered with Ivy Tech in a guaranteed admissions program, or the 70,000 students who earn college credit while still in high school, or the more than 1,500 nurses who launch their careers from Ivy Tech each year. But the real value lies in the better life an Ivy Tech degree makes possible. Ivy Tech is your pathway to a better tomorrow. Get started today at ivytech.edu. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on The Fan. Welcome back for the final time this morning on Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Indy 11 on the road at Miami FC tonight, 7 o'clock. Next three matches are on the road. Next three matches you can find locally, exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. After Miami, it's back to El Paso. Again, a, I'm sure an emotional return for Mark Lowry, a place where he was so successful over the course of three seasons. Um, Meshach, Jerome, Brian, Rebion going back to where they played for Mark there in El Paso as well. Maka King has played there in the past as well. So we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk to some of those guys and a lot more about that next week 
on the show. But it's at Miami, at El Paso, then at Memphis midweek, then it's back home for Loudoun United August 26th. That's the next time I get to call an Indy 11 match. Now, um, we obviously, and rightfully so, talked a great deal the last few weeks about the U.S. women's national team. That conversation has largely ceased, oh, say from Tuesday on, in terms of the general sphere of conversation of sports fans because the United States lost in the round of 16. The United States scored four goals in four matches, and while technically not beaten, tournament ends, that's all that matters. The earliest exit ever by not one round but two. And anyone that actually was up, and Lord knows I tried, I set my alarm for 4.55 on Sunday morning. I kind of slept-watched most of the 120 minutes um, of, of, of regulation play. I was locked in for the kicks and saw the Americans miss three of seven. They played their best against Sweden compared to the previous three matches. And we knew this was going to be much more of a tall task going into it. And we had largely centered that discussion and debate about the rest of the world catching up with the United States. And that part is most certainly true. In the Misery Loves Company campaign, Canada has been the one team in CONCACAF that has been able to do anything and compete even closely with the U.S. They didn't make the round of 16. The U.S. was the number one ranked team in the FIFA World Rankings. They're out in the round of 16. The second ranked team in the FIFA World Rankings. And the team that was thought, well, it's not the Americans, it's going to be the Germans, right? They didn't make the round of 16 either. We have now reached that tipping point. While there still needs to be such growth and expansion of professional opportunities and opportunities for young women to play this game, We have made up enough ground in the last generation where numerous players representing various countries are playing in the NWSL or playing in Europe or simply playing professionally where there is much more of a talent spread. And nations that you have not seen made deep tournament runs before were still playing going into this weekend. I tend to think Spain is going to be a very tough out. They have to play Sweden, and if Sweden ends up winning it, no one will have played a tougher road to do that than what they have done. But Spain was the team just kind of looking at results and looking at kind of the way the American group shaped up, and I went, I'm not sure anybody's beating them. And after they got past the Netherlands uh, on Thursday night into Friday morning, Spain is my pick to click, and since I've said that, I'm sure they're going to get beat by Sweden uh, in the very next match out. I have clearly spent a lot less time watching the Women's World Cup because, frankly, it is the middle of the night and I'm a middle-aged dude. Um, And so my viewing has gone from 60 to zero awfully quickly. Knowing I've got like 60 seconds left in the show, let me simply say this. There obviously have been thousands of words said and tens of thousands of words printed about the American exit from talking tactics to talking talent to talking... Uh, gender equity to talking politics, whatever the case may be. But so often we simply overlook what is the number one fact. They simply were not good enough. This generation, 
kind of the generation in between, say, those that are playing in their first World Cup and the handful of players that were in their last, whether it's injuries or otherwise, it simply wasn't good enough. And that microcosm was evident in penalties. Wasn't a save made by the Swedish keeper, who was phenomenal in 120 minutes. She made plenty of saves there. But it was three misses. The Americans missed on this World Cup, unfortunately, in every fashion of the word. Thank you so much to Sebastian Guenzotti, Mark Lowry, Jason Davis, Sam Fritz for producing, you for listening. Indianapolis Colts football comes your way next on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louie, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Head to Court Furniture Clearance Center for up to 70% off new retail prices. Stock is updated regularly, so you never know what kind of treasures you'll find. They offer a wide variety of stylish furniture for any budget, and every piece is court certified, so you can let your personality show in every room. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off any item in the store near I-65 and Lafayette Road. Online at court.com. Refresh your home with stylish finds from Court Furniture Clearance Center. When joint pain is getting in the way of your life, Community Health Network Orthopedic Specialty Care can help. Community specialists offer comprehensive care for every type of orthopedic issue. And our convenient locations and simple scheduling options make it easier to get the relief you need. Learn more at ecommunity.com ortho. Community Health Network. Exceptional care. Simply delivered. The goal isn't graduation day. The goal is a better every day after. It's the first day in your new career, your first pay raise, the fifth day of that week-long vacation. It's the first paid holiday home with your family or the day of your last car payment much sooner than you thought. At Ivy Tech Community College, they don't just care about your degree. They care about your life. Ivy Tech can get you where you want to go. Get started at ivytech.edu. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls.